What up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of our Fearless Show podcast with me today. As always, it's my co-host, Mr. Doris Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's good, everybody? Artist D. Walker here. Welcome back to the Fearless Show uh, under quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, today's day is May 19th, 2020. This is the date of, a, of our recording. And, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks since we first last checked in with you guys, but we've been busy, been working on a lot of stuff, and we're going to talk about that shortly. But before we get into all that, I do want to touch on some just, you know, recent news and stuff that has happened over, you know, the past couple of weeks and stuff that's kind of popping up. Um, before we get into that, you know, I want to say like RIP to Little Richard. Oh yeah, big facts. The king of rock and roll. King and queen of rock and roll. The originator of rock and roll. Really like pioneer. Him and, him and Chuck Berry. You can you can think him and Chuck Berry. There'd be no Elvis <laughs> without him and Chuck Berry. There'd be no Yeah. There, yeah, I said it. There would This is not for the fan of Elvis. That's that Kendrick line. There would not be a, <laughs> a lot of people without uh Little Richard and kind of he was really kind of he was really like the first true rock star the way he kind of played with conceptions and like broke barriers and just did his own thing like it was just so different yeah. than everything else that was out there and so different. out there and flamboyant and just like in your face and stuff like yeah Prince Prince, there'd be no Prince without Little Richard. Clear, there'd yeah. Be, like, think about Prince that. is definitely like, the son of Little Richard. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, and like the embodiment. He like he did Little Richard as well as Little Richard. Like, he just was Prince. Like, that's that's amazing. But like, yeah, pass, passed know. away at eighty seven uh, due to bone cancer. They say. Yeah. But yeah, Little Richard, man. Woo. Oh man, that's crazy! Like him and like Ray Charles, like all those guys, like Stevie Wonder. He used to kick it with all of them. They used to fam, like you know, he used to open for Little Richard. Like, like y'all better do your googles if you don't know who Little Richard is. Mm. To be honest, like do your googles and put some respect on Little Richard's name if you don't know, because he's like God body, like. Like, before there was James Brown, there was a motherfucker named Little Richard, okay? <laughs> and and he, he got down. He's definitely, I mean, he's so, definitely, you know, like I said, he is, he is the pioneer. He is the, the guy. He's, he's kind of the blueprint that everybody built off of. Yeah, it's nuts. So, RP to him. Yeah, rest in peace, God. There were a lot other, lot, uh, other figures and stuff that have passed away the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's kind of been full of it also due to coronavirus and kind of things get kind of lost in the shuffle, but I definitely wanted to single him out specifically because he was so big and so influen- influential, even if people didn't know it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Were you mentioning any other people? Uh, not off the, <clears throat> off the top of my head. I can't. I don't want to like leave anybody out or miss, you know, miss uh, well, so. one one leader I do want to mention, um, Andre Harrell. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He um, did. Big mogul, 
rest in peace to Andre Harrell. For people who don't know who don't know who Andre Harrell is, um, extremely in- influential figure in the music business. Um, probably behind a lot of your favorite music since uh, the early '90s. He started. The, he got in the game in the '80s. So like, uh, he's uh, P Diddy. Uh, Puffy is his protege. Um, you know, like all all of these people are like look up to Andre Harrell because of like just so much like uh, Babyface. Uh, you know, like if it, it goes back to Babyface, and then I say Puffy, then you should just know the weight of who this person is. And um, I just want to say rest in peace to him, and you know. Uh, Condolences to Little Richard's family and friends, and condolences to Andre Harrell's family and friends, and to everyone else who's um, passed, and those family, and everyone else who's grieving. You know, I just want to send out our thoughts and positive energy. Yep, I repeat to him, and I repeat to everybody else. Like I said, I just don't want to misspeak and miss out on anybody, or you know, just talk about something I'm not fully you know, researched on, but there are a lot of others. So you can look into that, I'm sure, in the headlines and, and everything. So, uh, Joe Rogan, you know, extremely popular podcaster, basically took podcasting to a whole new level. Um, <laughs> I watched, I watched a good portion of his shows. There's certain ones I just, skip over completely but i watched him he he does have a very interesting talk about a rebrand yeah huge (laughs) rebrand he used to be known as the fear factor guy (laughs) but now he's a extremely reputable respectable yeah and uh, they almost look at him as mixed martial arts announcer he's become and podcast one of the most influential voices in America, weirdly, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very weird, but he yeah, has- no, for sure. I think he has like him and in 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 Howard Stern have like the biggest podcasts in the the nation. I believe probably. it, and yeah. he talks about all types of things, all type of topics. I don't like everything he talks about or the way they talk about certain stuff, but there are a lot of interesting guests he has on there, and and everything. Yeah. Well, he just crazy selection. <laughs> yeah. He's eclectic as fuck. I so love you can it. really like That's what's pick crazy. and choose kind of like, either. you know, like this, just go watch another one and watch something else, you know? Yeah, so like, like, oh, that's not for me. But you're like, oh, this one's interesting. Yeah. Like, so like I said, he's, he's basically taking podcasting to a whole new level. And he just announced that he just signed an exclusivity deal with Spotify. Oh, <laughs> so Spotify is, definitely been trying to increase their podcasting reach and you know groundwork um and they've been paying a lot for like a lot of these networks to have these podcast networks but joe rogan's independent wow. and they haven't like disclosed how much he's getting paid but i my jaws i'm sure yeah. it is quite a lot because he's been a, he's kind of been adverse to having any sort of deal or major sponsor controlling anything you know about his show yeah. so they had to pay him wow. a lot of money Fam, they had to pay him so much money. So much money. I would say around $100 million. I would say that. Yeah. I would say I would say they probably started at like a good 60 
and he probably said a hundred. So well, I, I would bet he's running. I bet he. I bet the deal is probably around ninety. Anyway. Well, they. Pay, I think it's a hundred. They paid two hundred for the ringer, and I'm pretty sure his numbers are bigger than the ringer. Oh, they paid two hundred. They they did pay two hundred for the ringer. I mean, Joe might get more than two hundred. I it's mean, Joe, I mean, not two hundred. Like, like, I mean, it depends on if it's a short term contract. Do you know how long the contract? They, they, was? I haven't divulged all the info. They just said that oh, he, yeah. they will start. Uh, at the end of this year, it will no longer only full episodes will no longer even be on YouTube, which you know has been his main source for a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, uh, wow, a hundred million, maybe even more. That's a that he might like even be a, more. Quite honestly, might be around I mean, one two hundred. Really it could be around two hundred. It really depends, but that's that's nuts. You know what that says to me? Spotify is really really getting into the content game they're, like that's nice. they're trying to become like, the podcast central place hub you know yeah because they have the um the other uh the joe budden podcast and they have the joes that was their flagship they have the joes yeah right they have the joes fam you know how nuts that is that's 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 a myth that's a i mean and Joe Biden for one platform Joe, to control both of those. And Joe Biden's podcast is popular, but nowhere near the level of Joe Rogan's podcast. No, nah, that's Joe Rogan has an audience that expands like five times beyond Joe uh, Budden's just just because of just sheer notoriety. Like Joe Rogan was on TV every day for like ten years, and then started doing this thing that he's doing. It's now. going to be very interesting to see like if anything changes, he says nothing's going to change, but it's like, well now nah, somebody's paying you and there's a lot more <laughs> pressure on you. I think than to like, you know, yeah. Well, so there's a, a lot changed with the Joe button. And things that, and things that. have been changing so, like, already with Joe Rogan and stuff because he's, he hasn't experienced as much like backlash and, Mm-hmm. outcry as he's been getting recently just because he's become such a central voice for a lot of people and like people are looking at him as like this you know super knowledgeable guy that you can take his rants as like fact a lot of people are doing you know what I'm saying so it's yeah, like for sure. so now he has all this power and influence which I'm sure he never really expected to even or even wanted to have so it's like mm-hmm. now you're now you have a corporate uh, you know, entity behind you, I think that pressure will be even crazier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, but he's kind of used to it. I think, I think, I don't know. It depends. Spotify's but he never had any deals in place before. I mean, he's got, he's got a UFC deal as an announcer. That's different. And it's Dana White. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, but it's a deal. He's, I mean, he's, he's got deals. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Joe Rogan, Fix podcasting because that's the job that he wants to retire on. So I think what he decided to do was just make it a regular job. It, I mean, it is basically this is his job now. Like, yeah, let's be honest. But I think he just let's, wanted to make it official. Let's be Instead honest. Of just being he's never dog, been a great like, comedian. Just, like, let's let's be honest. He says he's a comedian. Oh yeah, and nah. Let's be honest. I I can't remember one Joe Rogan joke. I've been like, oh my god, these dudes are hilarious. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think that's his thing. <laughs> he's really good at commentating MMA, honestly. He's a great commentator. He, he's a great commentator on just things in general, you know? Yeah, like, him talking, him having conversation with people that with, with stuff he's interested in is amazing. But, like, <laughs> other stuff, not so much. But, I, <laughs> I mean, if you listen to him, I'm sure he'll say comedian first, then commentator, then, you know podcaster Damn. and that's what's weird that's what's weird about it because like, he's been doing comedy for decades and i it's not even come close to the level this podcast is taking not on. even come close and that's why none of the great comedians that, that's one knock on joe rogan shows he's had everyone except great comedians he's had decent ones but none of the like top 10 that are alive have ever been there kevin hart Oh, Kevin Hart's been yeah. there? Yeah. Oh. All right. But even that is interesting. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because like I could just, I could basically say, yeah, it's Kevin Hart. And, and that would just answer that. Corp- like, cor- cor- <laughs> corporate Kev was definitely on there. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to, you know. Boost the brand, and this was after the whole you know cheating thing and all that stuff. Oh, so yeah, like, you know he was being a Mitch. <laughs> His own words, not mine. He was definitely doing the um, <laughs> doing this whole promo redemption tour. You know what I'm saying? So he yeah. hit the Joe Rogan podcast. Facts. So, but like Chappelle, like no. First of all, Chappelle's bigger than any fucking podcast. He doesn't need to do anything. Um, yeah, like Joe Rogan hasn't even partied with Dave Chappelle. Like Dave Chappelle, nah, will, he says like, he has. Out. Yeah, but like going to where Dave Chappelle's at and like his party and like actually like being on his Learjet is a different type of like let's hang out. Oh well, I can't speak to. That. I can't say if he has or hasn't. The, the way he talks, he says he knows him pretty well. Uh, maybe, all out. right, maybe, maybe, maybe. Actually, no, they, you, no, you know they, what? They I did come up back. through. They do come up through the same comedy circuits. You know, I so have to I, take that back. Joe Rogan might have, yeah, you know, but that's weird that Dave ain't ever did a show. Dave doesn't do anything though. It's different. Yeah, Dave doesn't. I, do I don't know. I mean, as a comedian, I also don't really want to hear you on a talk show or anything like that because it kind of takes away from. I mean, they all do do DJ Vlad. (laughs) That's relevant. Good ones. That's relevant. Um, Ish. Who? Some of them are more relevant than some of the ones on his pod, but they're about the same level. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of wash. Spears is up there. Look, look, I used to love Aries, but he's washed now. (laughs) <laughs> that's tough he hasn't had a special and nothing and anything for how long so I mean come on of course you're gonna go Russell, on black Russell, Russell, Russell Peters <laughs> I mean I guess if that's your big name you know what I'm saying like, I guess nah that's not a big name the big ones don't get on flat for yeah, a reason yeah they don't do shit and yeah, they don't definitely don't anybody. go on flat shit for a reason that's true. Thanks. Uh, I'm, just, but yeah. I'm just I'm just hating on Joe, but on, on on Joe Rogan, just to be funny. But honestly, congrats to Joe Rogan. That's a major, epic, huge deal. That's crazy. 
Yes. Shout um, out I'm to just Joe. interested to see how the show. Like I say, yeah, that's all I want. I want to. I want to see if things change or, or or what not. You know what I'm saying? He says nothing's gonna change, but I'm sorry. Somebody's throwing that much money over on you. Yeah. They're gonna want some input at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's. Be I real. mean, they're definitely gonna feed him interviewees. I think he's gonna have to talk to some people. Originally, he would never talk to or like wouldn't reach out to necessarily. But nah, we'll see. Like I said, yeah, we'll, we'll find see. out soon. Shout yeah. out to him though. Come Shout up was crazy. Get in the bag. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you saw this news item we had on LLF, the our official website, maybe a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage is set to play Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. Definitely saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whoa, <laughs> that was my reaction. Like, huh? huh. Like, I, it was like confusion, a little bit of loss. Like, like not okay. So let me rewind. Nicholas Cage is crazy. He could he could definitely play that role, but like somebody playing that role was the ridiculous part. Like the there's a movie about it that they're making, and that Nicolas Cage probably had seen the documentary and was like, yeah, bet, I'm going to be that dude. Well, this isn't a movie. This is an eight-part miniseries, so this will make his TV debut, technically. Oh, swag. What and, network uh, is it? Is it Netflix? I don't, I, don't, I don't think they've announced it yet, but okay. still in development, but he said he's signed on. He said, he's want, he, said he wants to do it, so... That's hilarious. And Nick Cage is, I don't know if people have seen any of the recent shit he's done over the years, basically doing anything and everything that gets thrown at him. <laughs> this is like right up his alley, you know, just yeah. watch like Mandy or some shit like that. Like he's, this is definitely right up his alley. <laughs> I mean, that's so weird. Like, I don't know. The documentary was weird, but cool. I hated that I had to watch it only because everybody was talking about it. But then. I mean, you had to. It was cool to watch. I was like, all right. It was interesting. It was definitely interesting. Yeah. I can't. It wasn't I can't. bad. If it was, if it was like trash, I would have been more mad. But like, it was, it wasn't like bad. It was like cool. Obviously, there was like some strange bias, you know. And uh, I don't know. They kind of wanted us to like think Carol Baskins killed them, but they didn't really. What do you like... mean, kind of? <laughs> they fully <laughs> want you to. <laughs> no, think Kyle Baskins. They damn near just promoted it themselves. They were like, "Hey, <laughs> best believe, best believe they're about to do a." Those are my a, favorite a, memes too. <laughs> like it's like you, you, you know who? Yeah, what is it? What did they say? Like you know who started coronavirus? <laughs> Carol Baskins. Like it was like the Tiger King. Bro. Best believe. Uh, she will get her own little series from Netflix too. Like, stop it, bro! Like, they fully promoted that she. Oh yeah, that Anytime they think she there's like her. a hot like type of murder. She's gonna be. There's gonna be a Law and Order with like some type of exotic animal, you know, farm. Like they're gonna they're gonna put these stories into like all kinds of shit. Like just like, oh shit, like so know, that's just how it works. So yeah, Nick Cage, Joe Exotic. It makes sense, but it's gonna be fucking weird. Well, because he's a straight man playing a, a gay lion owner. 
But is it that much of a stretch considering how weird the people he plays is already? I mean, it's an eight-part series, and because it's a show, it just really depends on what they do with it. Because Joe Exotic had, like, in the docuseries, he had husbands. So, like, I've never seen Nicolas Cage kiss a man, but, like, he's probably going to have to do that in... I don't know, but I, I don't know. I don't really know what they're going to do, how they're going to redo it, because you basically was already a show movie, you know what I'm saying? It was already super dramatized, so I'm not really sure how they're going to yeah. do with actors. But, I mean, they might just, like, I, I mean, they could really romanticize it and just, like, focus on the love story of, like, his first love or something. Pretty, it'll probably be focused specifically on jokes at it, because, you know, this one focused on a few different people. I think this going to be... Specifically on him. Yeah, a lot of stuff in the documentary will not be in it. It's just gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, I wonder if they're gonna talk to him. It'll be so weird. I don't know. I have no idea. Because people, people are gonna watch it. I know. I probably will. Just because it's Nick Cage and he's playing. You have to. I mean, Joe but exotic. the thing is, because it's a series, episode one will let us know if we need to keep watching. So yeah, we'll, we'll find <laughs> <You> out <know? laughs> if it's like unbearable. Sorry. We'll find out. Um, Spike Lee revealed that he is working on He Got Game 2. And they plan to meet with Zion Williams about starring in it. Oh, that's hard. That's nuts. I'm trying to think about that. I'm just like, Jesus Shuttlesworth? (laughs) Denzel? Oh, what if they brought Denzel back? (laughs) <laughs> and Ray Allen. What if what if what if Zion's Ray Allen's son? What if Zion's Jesus' son? It could be that because that says Ray Allen is involved in it too. Oh, that's nuts. They could all be in it. Nah, they can't afford Denzel and all of that. That'd be crazy. Oh, that'd be so sick. If they got Denzel, that shit could win the Oscar. But if they don't, then it's probably just gonna be a really dope movie. He said, unfortunately, Spike also said that Denzel Washington wouldn't be coming back if a sequel did eventually get made. Uh, looks like it's just going to be a dope movie. Well, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it's hard to imagine Zion being a good actor. A good yeah, he's enough not actor. Very, uh, interesting outside of basketball. He's very introverted. Let's just say that. He's an introvert. He's a different, different guy. Not super charismatic like yeah yeah same things different words you know <laughs> for sure so i don't know i don't know how it would be on the silver screen but uh but i mean that's what that's what he's talking about he said that's what their plan is they haven't announced that he's I'm for sure gonna be in it in but just he got game two and what that would be like i think jar matt would probably be dope as fucking there oh yeah that's a wow that's like a perfect spot on. I feel like he got enough swag and like. John Ray has a lot of swag and like he's pretty charismatic. Like everything he does is really energetic and he's obviously it depends on the story and whatever they're going for. But interesting. You know, well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> That'd be great. So keep an eye out for that. Other news, I don't know if you saw, but the Library of Congress is they released an open source hip hop sampling tool. Uh, this was also a news piece from a couple weeks ago on our site. I saw a little bit about that. I didn't know. It's called Citizen DJ. Citizen 
It's the full service is set to launch in the summer of 2020. Huh. So, um, basically, potential users will have access to a mass to the massive audio collection that dates back over a hundred years, almost to the invention of the phonograph, and it's basically for samplers, like people to come and sample it, like for to make beats and stuff, and it's all free. That's nice. That's nice. I guess I'm gonna have to drop my mixtape. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start sampling and cut some beats up, yo. I'm gonna get my MPC going. I'm gonna be uh, Boy Wonder in here. So, yeah, the program is curated by Brian Fu. And uh, he said, Today, collage based hip hop as existed in the Golden Age is largely a lost or at best prohibitively expensive art form. I believe if there was a simple way to discover, access, and use public domain audio and video material for music making, a new generation of hip hop artists, producers can maximize their creativity, invent new sounds, and connect listeners to the, to materials, cultures, and sonic history that might otherwise be hidden from public ears. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's they are the Library of Congress. If people don't know that, but he has a massive collection of just history of different things, of different art forms, different media forms. And basically they're taking that collection and they're getting curated it. And that's in the, and this, all this stuff is all in the public domain and they're giving it to people to use freely as they want. Because if you don't know hip hop based group based on sampling, but as hip hop got bigger, mm-hmm. all these artists realized how, how big it was getting and how much money could be made from it. That sampling became too expensive so it kind of went by the wayside these days it's very rare to get a big sample of something older because of the amount of money especially from like up and coming artists from the amount of money that it costs to actually do that but to have this huge collection of stuff just free is could be fucking game changing if anything well yeah because I mean it's not just like the amount it's like the percentage it's like even if i create something with some of these samples it's like sometimes they want a hundred percent prop they 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 want to own the thing you made with their thing <laughs> like <laughs> like which is nuts like you know like god rest the dead you know juice world was here you got you know sued you know for the sting sample i mean rightfully so let's be real yeah, that's what happens. But like, that's that what was I mean less. About, that was less of a single of a sample than a flip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like at the same time, that type of percentage is energy I- industry standard. Like I think it was an eighty or ninety percent cut. It was like ninety or something like that. Yeah, ninety for that. You know, like honestly, industry they typically take sixty to eighty. I mean, if, if anything, it's a big flip, if it's obvious, they like, yeah, I want, if, I want anything, more than half because my song is what they're reminiscing about that's making the song go because it's already a hit. You're just using the hit factor to make a new hit. So give me my money. That's what they think. That's I mean, anything. This might bring back sampling in a big way. Um, I'm excited for it. This might be dope. This is I think, honestly, it'll aid in the new artist like creation like there's i think there's a new wave of digital style coming and um just an integration of things of just old styles that haven't necessarily clashed together quite 
like that, you know, kind of like how, you know, X and like Denzel Curry do their like metal rap and stuff. I think more genres will start to bend and twist together. Well, I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know exactly what kind of samples they have, but I'm sure it's some real eclectic shit. And I'm sure there's some of the more creative people out there will find some crazy stuff to, to create with. And it's not just for hip hop artists, but obviously it is kind of, we are the, the yeah. culture that started the whole sampling, like massive at, at, at the degree it is right now. And, um, for real, a unique noise can, can make a hit. And if anything, it's just dope that it's not like it needed any more validation, but hip hop is such a big part of American history now that it's become yeah. like it's literally being recognized by like Library of Congress and all this shit. And mm. on the same levels that all these other art forms, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's even broader than that, because like with all that sampling, you know, like movie soundtracking, you know, like just like videos, soundtracking and stuff, it like sort of opens it up for you to use that for like all types of creative media. Artists can do it for animations. You know, it's kind of cool. If I was a video person, you know, if I was a director coming up, I'll definitely be looking and sampling some shit from there. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the program is live now, but it's in beta, and I think it's, I don't know if it's, you know, for selective people or what, but I know it fully opens in summer. You can find out more about it on the website. Just search up Library of Congress and sampling, and you, the article will pop up for you. <laughs> so, Okay. You know, we got to talk about it. Um, oh, do we? Do we have to talk about it? We do. I don't... I hope you're not... Well, you probably are. Go ahead. <laughs> A certain someone came home. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's not home. We we don't know where he is. <laughs> oh, oh, people know where he is. That's why I keep getting moved. Sakashi Six Nine is... Back. Gross. Skull gang. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow headed clown. No, I'm just kidding. Well, first, did you watch his live? Did you watch. I didn't video? watch the whole live. I watched. I, I think I caught a snippet of it. Oh, you popped in there? You were one of them? Okay. I'm not in the live. I didn't catch the live. I caught the YouTube of the live. <laughs> I, caught, I caught the aftermath. Like, <laughs> like, oh, he broke records? I was like, uh, was I was like never, two, I'm not following him to be able to know if he's on live. Was it like two <laughs> like, people on live or something like that? I, that's what I was trying to figure out was like, why did, first of all, why did all the industry know about it enough to be in there in the first place? Like, cause he announced it. Yeah. But why did they have to be in there? Because they're watching, be you know, they watching. They didn't have to be in there. They, they, a lot, there's a lot of jealous dudes right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because he just did two million live on Instagram first day. Two million, two million, and I'm pretty sure his video has like thirty. Let me look at his video, but I'm pretty sure it's got like thirty something million. Yeah, no, it has. It has. Are you talking about that video? The music video. Oh no, it has more than that. It 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 had like thirty eight, like the the first like three days. It's probably around sixty. Jesus Christ. 
Would you say it was? I thought it would be at least 60 right now. <laughs> it's 191 million. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for clipping. I didn't mean to yell in the microphone, but holy <laughs> shit. Yo, he, you know how much? Okay, 191 million. In a week. That's nuts. YouTube has to pay him like a million dollars. Like, that's... Cr- <laughs> like, what is happening? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That many views? Well, let me correction. 197 million. As of right now. Yeah. Okay, well... um. But you know what's crazy? He said so much flake or shit in it that it's like people just had to look at it. Like he said flake or shit in that video. Like, well, he said flake or shit before going in. So, I, I mean, I get it. It's, it's not like, look, he's getting all his views and it literally has nothing to do with the music. It's facts. literally all because they want to see what the fuck is going to happen. It's like watching a car crash or a train wreck. You like, you yeah. can't help but watch. And. It's weird because it's all he's cashing in on it, and he's and he's and for those people who thought he was going to be a changed person and come out differently, I was like, "You guys are fucking joking, right?" Like he's going to come out and do the exact same shit, if not more, because he knows that's the only way he's going to be even make money or be relevant in the scene. Like, and he did it, and I and he it happened pretty much exactly what I figured was going to happen that he's going to do crazy ass numbers. And yeah. and people are gonna get really angry, and mm-hmm. it's not a whole lot they're gonna be able to do about it. What's awesome, though, what's crazy is he came out at the perfect time. He you came said out awesome. Everyone's supposed. I caught that. I did. I did. I said <laughs> awesome. Well, because look, you are a Takashi He's a snitch. Look, look, a snitch of the highest degree comes outside when everyone's supposed to be inside in the entire world. Facts. You know how crazy that is? That's like the most luckiest snitch game of all time. Like, like you get out when, when everyone's supposed to be inside. Like, everything looks suspicious. Like, you know, so like, it's easy to, to be safe now. Like, this nigga don't have to be worried about getting touched for another year and a half. He's going to be trolling us for a minute. Like, he can't get touched for a minute because he's, of this corona. He's, he's going at everybody, too. He's going at Meek. He's going Man. at Snoop. He's going at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what's funny, like, he's like he's going at people, but he's like, I guarantee you, he's not going to touch certain stuff because, like, it's just really easy. Like, he's talking about people that, like, yeah. Like, but the funny thing is, for somebody like that, if he keeps saying enough people's names, then if something happens, nobody is going to be a suspect because he's, he said too many things. He's like, oh, he's, this is how many enemies you got. Nobody's going to care. Like, I mean, he's playing a real dangerous fucking game. I'm just like... The most dangerous game. But that's all he has if he wants to be It's this. his only option. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like... Honestly, the Snoop Dogg, like... <laughs> That's when I was like, Ooh, okay. All right. Uh, Snoop, I, hope, to- I, I hope Snoop don't 
don't even get involved. Like, no, nah, he just, didn't. He just he just said like he just said don't play with me. I'm not talking about publicly. Oh yeah, no. Nah. Snoop's an OG. There's no way he could get involved. Snoop's way too. Snoop was there when. Come on, come on. Snoop be the murder charge. Snoop was there when Tupac died. Like, like I said, I just hope he doesn't get involved at all behind the scenes. All I'm saying is, like, dude, like, I don't know how long Secret Service is, or not Secret Service, I don't know how long uh, witness protection is going to be with you or how long they're going to keep moving you, but <laughs> I'm sure you're violating a lot of shit because I'm pretty sure you weren't supposed to come out and keep doing the shit that you do right now. I and I'm also pretty sure is, they're going I to think, get tired of moving you around. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> I think what's happening is I think 6 9 has just been put back into hip-hop to get a couple more rappers out of the game. I think he's doing the big artist thing, and then he's going to go back to the artist that he used to talk about, like Chief Keith, and just like lower-level... He's going to be like, oh, he's just going to bring up some shit. And just by them responding, it's going to get them caught up in some shit. I don't think so. I think he's just rounding up as much shit as possible so he can get as many views, as much people talking about him as much possible so he can cash in. He's the most public undercover agent of all time. All I'm saying is. Like the most I said, public undercover I don't. I don't know how you, long they. For them I right don't now. know how long they're gonna keep moving you. Six I don't nine know is the hip hop police. Witness protection is gonna be with you, but you as literally cannot be outside to. alone. He'll never be outside alone. He wasn't outside alone before this. You think he'll be outside alone now? He cannot. You know move. how protected he was. You know what the game was saying about him before he went inside. When he used to roll around, they were saying he he wouldn't be nowhere. When he's talking, when he used to go to Chicago and be like, oh, "I'm outside, I'm here," blah, blah blah. He would have twenty people, and it would be like a cop barricade where the people were, and he would just get out where his car was at and shoot that video, and then. Give I mean, it I believe it. it this was all a fucking charade. Like we knew, we knew this before. All yeah. I'm saying is, it's it's on a different level now, and he's playing a real fucking dangerous game. Facts. I don't wish, look, I don't wish any harm on him. I don't wish that he gets, you know, dealt with, but I won't be surprised. I don't know if he can do any live concerts. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I already said this. I said it. I've been said. I don't know. That's all I can say. I just don't know if he can. Like, I've been said this. I don't, like, he can't tour. Like, he cannot do a concert. No, no city is going to let him come there and do a show. Yeah, he can't. He can't be. They shut down shows for less. <clears throat> Facts. Yeah, I don't even think he could be a surprise guest. Like, I still don't think he could just like, like Chief Keith can't even perform in Chicago because Facts. of his allegations and whatever and affiliations. This dude cannot show up to somewhere because they can't guarantee safety Facts. if he shows up somewhere. So it's like. He cannot do a live. Like, he has to do all this behind the scenes and stay behind the screen because... And I think at some point, people are going to get tired of it for sure because uh, that music is not like it's like... oh, I mean, like, especially with people getting, like, hungry right now, honestly. Like, imagine if somebody puts a lick out on this 
You don't think somebody would just sit outside for a week? Like, All I'm saying is he can't leave the house alone, but he can't step outside. Like his family, he's putting his family in the, you know, putting his family in line of danger. Just, like, bro, like, what is you doing, bro? Like, I've never seen anything grosser. Like the way he's defending this himself is, disgusting. is the grossest thing. This ever is seen. so disgusting. Like, I've never seen anything more gross than that. It's like, it's like, ew, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's fucking nasty. That's the word for it. Like, it's fucking nasty. And I don't it's, know. I don't know how it's legal, honestly. Like, I thought part of the stipulations for him getting out was not. That he wouldn't come back from this. Yes, it was. That was like rule number one. <laughs> so. Uh, bro, I don't know, bro. Uh, um, maybe there's not a legal definition of trolling. I think he's that's playing what happened. By, he's playing by different rules and he's been playing by different rules, but. This all nigga, I'm saying this is nigga got the loopholes. Is all I'm saying. All I'm saying the is loopholes and wow. All I'm saying is they can't be riding forever. And when it when you know when they when they start moving away from him, when the system starts moving away from him, he's gonna be. I like I feel feel sorry for dude because <laughs> Daniel need to close his mouth. Stop dyeing his hair and never make music again. He don't. He don't know what he's. <laughs> That's what Daniel Hernandez. I, I don't think he knows how lucky he was to get out of situation he was in to begin with. He doesn't know how lucky he is. Like what? And he's jumping back in like feet first. Yeah. With enemies on both sides now, like he have no friends. Yeah, I'm confused. Like you have no support. Like you have no people looking out for you now. Like. Dude, like I said, you better hope with his protection is willing to move you around and, and be with you for the rest of your life because it shit about to be real ugly if they fucking leave, like, and they I, put you out they, there. Like, I'm telling you, he's just bait. He's hip hop police bait. And they're just going to drop him off somewhere to see who does what. <laughs> they're just going to use him as bait, plop him, hey, 6 9 and then stand in the bushes and wait. Oh, six nine dead. Yeah, but we got these motherfuckers. Like they gonna yeah, yeah, we gonna take you home. Hold on, we gonna like one stop. Just go outside real quick. (laughs) Hey, is that six nine? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I don't know, bro. I I I literally can't even like imagine how this whole story is going to end for him. Like, I can't picture how it's going to end, but I just know it's not going to end well. It doesn't doesn't end with him. It it doesn't end with us talking about him in a positive way. I've never talked about him in a positive (laughs) way. That's the thing, though. Like, I just literally do not know know. how it's going to end, but I just know it's going to end in a bad way. I'm just in a bad way. The industry is weird. Everyone hates him, but then everybody, I don't know, it's strange. Whatever. Good luck, man. Hey, that's all I say. Yo, good luck. Bye. Let's wrap on that topic. Good luck. <laughs> good stay, luck in, stay inside, buddy. All right. The other thing everybody's been talking about is uh, The Last Dance. I don't know if you've Jordan watched... Definitely, yeah. I'll, I, I'll be the first to say I've not watched a single one yet. I kind of been waiting. Oh, you've been waiting? Yeah, it's done now. Yeah. The last chapter is out. I'll, I'll get around to. Oh, I mean, I also knew 
most of the story before. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but, I, I did as well. But there were some parts. Um, I don't know if you want me to give you my like whole thing on it. You give me your opinion on it. I mean, everybody's talking about it for the fucking the last yeah. five weeks, anyways. Um, I mean, well, I mean, I gotta agree with some of the, um, I guess, common uh, criticism about it, which is that it's a Jordan vanity piece. <laughs> well. It wouldn't have come out if Jordan didn't approve, and Jordan is also and his company, whatever, is executive producing the whole series. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, that part they as much as they tried not to make it overwhelming, it's overwhelming. <laughs> like so, as much as they, but then it makes it awkward. So for me, the the only part was that. Because it was so overwhelmingly Jordan bias, it was awkward that sometimes the episodes were about other players and just like team, you know, bulls in the six rings. And like, it would be all about, you know, it would, it would almost be like a way to like get them to talk about Jordan in a positive way. <laughs> or like it, you know and they obviously cut out a bunch of stuff because I heard some stuff where like um, some of the direct like talk about Jordan was cut out they're like oh yeah it said something and that, that didn't make it but, you know so like they definitely dressed it up um, but to get away from that the good parts I think it was um I don't know. I think it was dope just to see the dynamic between, I guess, Scotty Pippen a little bit more. I guess I didn't know enough about Scotty during that time, you know, aside from him being just like, it's kind of just seemed like, oh, he's a wingman. He says, and he's really good. But um, it kind of, you know, gave me a little bit more insight as to like, oh, no, nah, Scotty was nice. Scotty Even was though nice Scotty's guy. not happy with the documentary. He shouldn't be. <laughs> Scotty looks like they Soft. made him look weak. Yeah. It made Scotty look weak. It made Dennis look like Dennis. Honestly, Dennis is the most regular character. I think they did him the most justice, to be honest. Yes. Which is weird. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn. Not really? Because Dennis has always been fully like out with himself like it's just been like this is who I am like this is what I'm about like yeah been, but I mean like, like no like, surprises left like yeah but they 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 put extra sauce on Scotty and it lingered whereas Dennis kind of felt like a quick chat in terms of like obviously he came in a little bit late or whatever and he's not know, from the Detroit. second guy yeah but like it was weird no and, I don't uh, think I'm be. I don't think I'm honestly. I don't think I would be that surprised by anything in the documentary. No. Um, I wasn't surprised by. Actually, the one thing I was surprised by, I guess that everybody's talking about, is just the end. But it's not a surprise. It's just like, oh, I didn't think Jordan felt that way. It was just the way Jordan felt at the end <clears throat> was was slightly surprising about um, being unsatisfied with six and actually wanting to to play one more year after that, but. The team dismantling and him never was, being satisfied with that and always looking back at that. Was um 
Even though they never talk about like the wizard bullshit later, you know. I'm sure but, they. I'm sure they. No, nah, they. No, nah, they pretend like Jordan never played after after the Bulls. I mean, I, I get it. It's also about you know <laughs> their run, the Chicago Bulls run. But, but that's still. why it's a vanity piece. Is because it's not about the. It's not really about the run. It's not. It's because <laughs> if it was about the run, it would be more about the run. Did was, he seem genuine, like genuine, like insincere about things he was saying? Well, honestly, you never heard Jordan talk this much. So, like, no, there were parts. Honestly, the most genuine parts were, um, and the most insightful parts were his family parts because we never really got to see his mom and his dad as much yeah. as now. So that was like he would get. In those references, I guess when the director would ask him about like maybe that or like maybe some aspect of that, he would be Michael was more uh, introspective than just like bravado, like usual, you know, like confident Mike. He kind of stripped back a little bit and you could see like a real person <laughs> kind of, yeah, you know. I mean, he did say before he was worried that this will make him seem like a bad person. Did it do that? Um, it didn't change what I thought about Michael. I knew, like, all the stories, all the other people that are athletes. That like, people who are no, stories about, yeah. I already knew he was already kind of a dickhead, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, eh. Yeah. Like, nothing new. Like, you, like, for people who don't know, like, Way before this documentary came out, like there's there's so much shit in there that like they didn't talk about. Like there's weird stories I know about, like Jordan's ping pong story, where like somebody asked him, "Oh, five dollars and shit like yeah. that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Horace Grant. Yeah, 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 and 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 Jordan lost, and he got pissed, and he bought a whole ping pong table and practiced for a month straight, and then challenged him to a game. Just so he could demolish him in ping pong, and made made sure it was an audience there. Like that's that's like he, like that's the type of man. Like oh oh, you beat me, and you you feel good, huh? Okay, like so yeah, nah. I mean, I just don't think. Like I said, I don't think it's gonna change my opinion about him. I've I've always loved him mm-hmm. as a basketball player. I've never loved him. <laughs> as a person like outside of that like you know what I'm saying yeah, like, so I don't just, think it's gonna change anything for me honestly it just helped it just as a LeBron fan it helped me understand some of the loopholes if ever LeBron gets the chip requirement to become the 1A instead of 1B of greatest of all time cause if he gets if he gets if he gets if he gets another ring, he might be the greatest of all time. He's my favorite player of all time for sure. He's my favorite player of all time. I think Jordan Jordan still I would still consider Jordan the greatest player of all time. Just <laughs> yeah, for like when you take into account everything he's done and his impact. Yeah. But then but I gotta take again, into account three teams, three different teams, a ring a championship. That man is definitely different. That's, that's time. Like I said, I don't think, like I said, I'm almost, I'll watch the documentary eventually. I don't think it's going to change my opinion. I've knew a lot about a lot of these stories already and kind of I mean, knew honestly, the whole though, it, in, in terms of that LeBron talk, what I meant as well was that although the league was more physical, <clears throat> I'm not as impressed with the teams that he beat to get the championships and 
a couple of those years. I mean, that's supposed like anything else in history. Shit gets better. Like, shit just gets better. It's like, those niggas were trash. Like, so I was just a little bit mad at that, like, talk. So I was but like, we played, can't compare eras. There's just no, the I greatest... I, I don't even want to get into that because I hate comparing eras because it's, it's the dumbest talk in the, the world because different. you can't. The rules are different. The fuck that the players are different. Like, players get better as generations go past. Like, what do you think happens? Like, nobody, you think they just yeah, stay the same Nobody level, in like, the, the NBA fuck? during the Jordan years played AAU basketball. Like, niggas was not playing basketball since. Niggas wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, the training's different. Like, it's just different, bro. Like, yeah. talent, talent wise, motherfuckers is OD talented right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the rules are just different. But, Talent wise, get the fuck out of here. I don't even want to hear that. I don't want to hear that argument. Yeah, no. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm in, I'll watch the documentary. Like I said, I don't think it's going to change too much my opinion about things and what, what I knew before, but it, it will be nice to like see it more from behind the scenes and from him specifically, because like you said, he doesn't talk very much about anything. Um, I hear he even talked about his Republicans by sneakers too a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I definitely want to check that part out. Oh yeah, they skirted by that. I like. I'm how sure they, they touched on it just fam, a little bit. Just when enough I talk for you. about when I talk about vanity piece, the way they handled Jordan's finesse of politics was was sheer PR. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a basketball player. Is that what he did? Yeah, fam. Like yeah. some like some like just like uh, same same tired as Lonnie's. They 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 put all the like stuff that was happening on a um uh election a local election and like the fact that he wasn't speaking on politics so like they ignored um <clears throat> they just ignored certain things that were happening at the times like the. Rodney King <laughs> shit <laughs> you know like and, 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 and other things that, that were related to racism and like I said they, they, they glossed it up like nah I didn't want to I didn't want to uh, announce my support for a specific politician and, and influence the votes and, and like I said <laughs> love him as a basketball player and we'll just leave it at that yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, that, um, that was genius PR. But uh, I mean, I figured, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, we, for the ones you know, have gotten this we, we know. But you know, there is some good stuff that I didn't know in there. Just some little like cool pieces as a fan. <clears throat> I'll check it out eventually. But the best sports documentary really out that's been coming out is uh-huh. The Dark Side of the Ring by Vice. I haven't watched that yet. Yes, you did. You watched Wait, the one the with Dark Chris Side Noir. of the Ring. Yes, season Wait. two. Oh, oh, that's right. Season two. They, yeah, this is season two. They have been putting out some absolute heat. I didn't even know about season two. They just did the Owen Hart episode and talk about that and shit oh, and like they. Shit. They talk about some shit on there. Dog, like, Owen Hart was like legendary. That's crazy. Like, like if you guys need another sports documentary, this is a series, not a, just a 10 part, but like to dive into. Yeah. And you guys were wrestling fans growing up, like a lot of you guys were. Dark Side of the Ring by Vice. 
I recommend it 1000%. It is fucking good. And really they don't good. hold back. They don't hold back. And you know why they don't hold back? Because WWE is not involved. Yeah. So it's not a PR piece. They just they just put it all out there. I like that. So yeah, definitely check that one, one out. Was dope, that first one. Yeah, Chris Benoit. Part, he was a two-parter. Was and that nuts. shit was, that was fucking nuts. crazy to watch, and man. really well done. Honestly, they went, they went really in-depth on that. And every episode has been like that. Yeah. So, so definitely do that one. Check that out. <clears throat> so we'll get into some art news before we wrap these things up. Um, so Italy is, uh, you know, they're starting to reopen a bit and they have recently announced that their museums are opening back up. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Interesting. Because they had like a big um, Raphael exhibition supposed to be going on. Dope. Celebrate like the 50th, 50th, 500th anniversary of the Renaissance Great's death. Mm-hmm. So they're opening that back up. Um, included like over 120 works by him. That's lit. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of one of a kind legendary once in a lifetime shit. So yeah, anybody in the region that can go, you should... You Basically, should. only body, only people in the region can go. <laughs> yeah, because you can't find it. So, but they uh, they did like pre-sale, like I think like eighty thousand tickets before it was supposed to open. Dude, you know, so that would be a big one. so sick to see that though. That's amazing. This is running now, I think June to September. Well, those locals better fucking take advantage of that shit. Definitely, people are. So, I mean, they're opening back up. Um, yeah, talking about one of the greatest of all time. So a recent survey conducted by the Art Dealer Association of America revealed there's a 78, 74% reduction in employment mm-hmm. for um, art dealers across mm-hmm. the U.S. That's a large reduction. Yeah. The art galleries across the U.S. projected 73% loss in revenue. Yeah. And there probably very little recourse to recovery. Yeah, um, I think I looked at uh, a little bit of stats from Freeze New York because uh, it got canceled, obviously, and they had to do an online exhibition. Megala got canceled, too. Yeah, and they basically, um, they offered all the galleries, you know, free space on the website for this online gathering, uh, you know essentially like the sales were like barely trickled in from the website and it seemed like about 70 75 percent of their sales came from just direct uh reaching out and from their their own regular shit which makes sense you kind of need the event to kind of hype people up to get into that mode of buying some expensive ass shit you know yeah so it's interesting i mean the art world is Definitely got rocked by this, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of galleries closed in New York. I think indefinitely, ironically, it's weird. There's some galleries that are can never close, but then there's just some that are just... Small kind ones, of, for sure, going to have a hard time. 
Yeah, yeah, especially commercial galleries, um, because they just they operate different. They're like a regular kind of storefront type of property, whereas like the not for profit gallery spaces operate in a different system of donation and grant based funding. So they have like a little bit more cachet and in terms of cash flow, but you know, yeah, they don't want to, what's the point of paying for real estate if nobody can come inside as an art gallery owner, (laughs) you know, especially when it costs, you know, anywhere from 10 to $60,000 a month. (laughs) Because you're in New York. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, a more kind of art-related coronavirus news. Banksy, I don't know if you saw, he produced a new piece. Um, and he placed it in the University Hospital in Southampton in England. Uh, I think I saw the headline. I don't think I saw the piece. Yeah. Um, basically, it's was a piece dedicated to all the healthcare workers out there. Um, it's a child playing with like toys and in the basket, you'll see like Batman and Superman. Then he's picked up one and it's got, you know, the, the red cross on it and the mask and she's mm-hmm. got a cape on and stuff. So it's basically saying like healthcare workers are like the real heroes out there, mm-hmm. but he's like donated it to, to the uh, hospital I just named. So that's, that was dope <clears throat> for him. That's tight. Nice. Give him back for real. Instead of pretending to be a street artist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think he's far past the street artist. <laughs> and just randomly, randomly popping up like, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Randomly with a permit. <laughs> <laughs> and protected, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that and then last news kind of piece is, you know, museums have been finding really interesting ways to kind of still reach out to, you know, their goers and to the public and finding ways, you know, either it's like virtual ways or, or whatever, or 3D tours, you know what I'm saying? So still kind of visit these museums and go through exhibits. But one Amsterdam is doing something especially interesting, uh, the Van Gogh Museum is offering 3D replicas of uh, some of his most famous artworks to mm-hmm. to the public directly, like on loan. Yeah, I saw that. So <clears throat> basically, you enter this contest, five winners will be selected, and then like these 3D replicated versions of these works will be delivered to these people's homes for two weeks at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's and crazy. That's crazy. And yeah. then there will be more winners as it goes on. But that's wild <laughs> that they're doing that. That is wild. That's pretty crazy. That's so weird. But cool. I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in Amsterdam, I would definitely enter that. Oh, yeah. You can get a, a nearly uh, indistinguishable replica directly from the Van Gogh Museum of one of his artworks in your house for two weeks for free. 
Nope. <laughs> I'd have to shoot a video or something. <laughs> sure. I'd have to come up with some content. <laughs> That's straight IG flexing. I'll be straight IG flexing with that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. So you know, before we end things off, we're gonna kind of still go into the art and we've already been talking about art and exhibitions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If you guys have been following us, uh we have just released our new digital interactive digital exhibition yeah. matter series two with Doris Walker himself yes, from sir. his latest works some you know some some stuff that has not been seen by the wider public yeah and um you know we kind of been working on that the last month or so and we finally dropped it last Thursday yeah man finally released to the public you know um for those watching I don't know if you can see, this is an exclusive, let me see if the light is kind of catching it weird, but, you know, we got some, we got some things going over here at Living Life Fearless, and, um, you know, it's been, it's been really cool, we were thinking about putting on an online exhibition a long time, and we wanted to just, um, I, you know, kind of use me as a guinea pig to get it started. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh. It's it's been. It was more like, so uh, hey, uh, oh, I see you got some new work, huh? Like, hey, bro, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk, man. Like, yeah. let's just throw some shit out. Let's see, let's see what we can do, man. Yeah, and we were talking about that way before coronavirus, before this. And it COVID-19. just happened to be kind of, yeah, it just kind of happened to be weirdly, weirdly good timing, you know? Yeah, everybody's inside, can't go out, can't go to exit. Can't put on exhibitions, can't, you know what I'm saying, can't go to exhibitions, so really good time. Yeah, it was just odd that, you know, like people were kind of prepared for this online exhibition type of style, and well, not our style, but the, just like... Just presenting art in yeah, a new kind of different The notion way. of a show online yeah. instead of just um, an article or, you know... A picture. Yeah, just a picture to slide by. So that's the biggest thing about the show that's cool is that it's not just a couple images that you just like swipe and, you know, that's fully interactive. So, Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't we didn't want to just do just throw up some pictures of some of the stuff you do and just put it on and just present it for people, because let's be honest, like everything online that's just not compelling and it's not like gonna grab anybody in any specific way you know not in the same way a, a live exhibition would do so we wanted to find a way to kind of bring it to people in a more interactive way where you can give so that people can really like engage with the pieces and kind of get that artist insight that you would get from a like live show or exhibition you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so we really found a way to think that worked really perfectly just having to work really perfectly um to integrate with that and i remember i just was like you know what they're kind of because I, I saw some other people doing some some stuff like some online shows and online <laughs> exhibitions like pcms and all these right. other smaller little uh galleries and whatnot and then, you know i checked out a couple and i'm like yeah this is cool but it's just not it's not it's not grabbing me. it's just you know just pictures just more pictures online. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, there got to be a better way to do this. There got to be something, you know, and just kind of searching a little bit. And I found found a way to kind of, I think, to perfectly do that um, yeah. where you can really in, engage with it and get more insight and more detail and really like explore each piece like in depthly while while still being online, you know? Definitely. Yeah, I um, think it's really exciting to just, <clears throat> that's the thing about the digital th- medium and just like online shows and showing art online that's hard to do is to get viewers to slow down because um, we're just used to digital media and swiping and, and looking oh image that's cool next image oh cool da, da, da. you know so like when you see an image we're kind of we're, we're already like used to just looking at it getting in kind of moving on but like once you go full screen in this show you start to pan a little bit. You're like, oh, a little pop, little dots pop up, and you're like, well, what's in this dot? And you're like, oh, okay, this is information that I can't get unless I'm looking. And then you know, you look a little more, and there's more information. So it's like time. You actually slow down, you know, with the piece, like you would maybe in a museum, where there's like, you know, maybe supplemental text, or you know, museums have. Uh, the audio that you can get, you can, um, uh, you know, it's usually like extra to have like the audio guided headphone tour when right. you walk around. And there's even some hidden audio in a couple of pieces. Yeah, I don't know though. if any, uh, if anybody's been clever enough to find the hidden audio. I mean, it's not, it's not crazily hidden, but it is there. Um, and uh, it's actually pretty cool, I think. Um, that was like something that I wasn't sure if I would incorporate or how. And um, yeah, no, I think that was just a great piece to add into it without doing like a full, like, you know, podcast clip inserted or like artist talk yeah. video or something like that. It was like a nice way to kind of give artist notes or like a little, just a little, Hey, I'm here. Mm. Yeah, and I think just having all this stuff kind of makes that connection between like the artist and the goer even like more tangible because like at these shows, it's not just about the art, it's also about the artist, you know, and having, building that kind of connection with them as well as the art. So like, mm-hmm. it's hard to do that digitally. And I think with this way, you can definitely still, maybe not the same exact way as in person, but still get a good feeling about the artist like you as an artist you know what I'm saying you as a person mm-hmm. behind the artwork so <laughs> yeah it's been it's been interesting it's been a really cool you know feedback in terms of just <clears throat> I mean the project alone like I've been working on this project for like a year in terms of collecting imagery and stuff and um, it's just really cool to reflect on the work and put it out and have it available for people to interact with in the way that we're talking about, um, you know, overseas, you know, cross borders, cross, cross boundaries. So, um, yeah, you can view this from anywhere on any device. Like that's, what's also really cool. Like it all works. Um, I think even cooler is that you and, 
LLF combined, we are donating a portion of the proceeds from this to, you know, artist relief funds, like different ones. Yeah, um, that was really important. I really wanted to make sure we like kind of did that, you know, because it's like, you know, the work even in and of itself is sort of like, I don't know, it's about the community and sort of just like embracing you know, each other a little bit. It's sort of like thinking about the times we're in and trying to, you know, embrace just, you know, love, really. It's just like, you know, love and positivity and, um, you know, people need help out there and, uh, you know, creating something that, you know, people might be interested in and possibly able to purchase and collect, you know, that, that you know, mark this, Joe, um, they also have the opportunity to, you know, get a cool, you know, awesome shirt. Honestly, there's a limited edition. You're not going to get these, you know, I'm not going to sell them after the show. So um, for anybody listening, the stuff that's in the show will only be available during the show. So however many prints are printed, it will be a limited edition of print of however many those are. Um, same as the shirts. And that'll be that. But, uh, yeah, and even that is even interesting to do um, with this type of exhibition. There's just so many cool things, you know. I don't want to lose track of what I'm talking about, but it's been fun. Yeah, and like I said, I don't want to go, like, kind of hover around. I don't want to go too far into, like, your process behind it and, like, all the inner details of the show because it's still going and it just launched. And we are planning on doing a full on like live artist talk with an audience, mm-hmm. you know, following up later on in a couple of weeks. Um, so we don't I don't want to like get you to go too deep into your process. But, you know, I don't know if you want to kind of talk about why Black Fathers Matter just a little bit, and like why, you know, this. Yeah. Like why was this shirt? Because, I mean, yeah. So like the premise, the title Black Fathers Matter came from, um, well, <clears throat> you know, before. I'll give it the uh, elevator pitch so I can shorten it so I don't give away everything for the artist talk. But basically, uh, thinking about my relationship with my father made me think about um, how just uh, male role models matter um, as you grow as a young boy and then just what black men look like in representation. And, you know, that made me want to take more pictures of black men and and them being role models and uh you know that led to black fathers matter and thinking about the words you know it's sort of like a chant um and it it relates to black lives matter and uh you know i think it is in a similar vein as you know not just saying like it's 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 like saying you know, like black, the way black men are being portrayed is not necessarily advantageous for the black male. And to say black fathers matters, like saying, hey, don't forget, like, <clears throat> you know, like black men are fathers, black men are important, black fathers are, you know, <clears throat> leaders. They are. Um, heads of household, they, you know, are looked up to. They need to be empowered equally, not like um, demonized or, you know, stereotyped in a way that 
you know, makes them look lesser than human, basically. Yeah, so like you really basically wanted to like present black fatherhood in a way that isn't necessarily seen very often, especially in like mainstream kind of forms, you know? Yeah. Um, that we're not all just like deadbeat dads and, you know, absent and, you know, these yeah, different, huh? like we're so, like we're so different, you know? So it's just like, I, I, I really resonated with that, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Cause I mean, you know, looking at, you know, just watching shows and stuff. It's like, how often do you see a black dude with his child in a supermarket on TV? Is that, have you ever seen that scene? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's so bad, honestly, that people, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm about to go somewhere. I don't know. I want to say this for the. I want to say this for artists, like I don't want to go too crazy yeah, right now. But I, I got some shit to like get off. You know, just... I'm gonna wait on this one, but uh, yeah, it's just a lot, man. Like, I, I mean, I'm proud of it. I'm really proud of it. Uh, we put a lot of work into this kind of, especially since it was our first go around with it, with something new, kind of figuring out how how we want to do it, how we want to lay out, how we want to. You know, because people don't realize how much you got to actually think about all the little details and something like this and mm-hmm. figuring out how everything's going to piece together, how everything's going to work. And like it took us, you know, it took us probably a good month. Like we could have did it faster. We took our time. Yeah. Just really building it up and like getting it exactly how we wanted to portray it and how we wanted to present it. And I think we figured that out, you know, especially together. And then I think the timing is also great because Father's Day is right around the corner. Right. And, you know, so definitely been hitting up like, you know, my uncle's and and my pops about this and everything and mm-hmm. you know he, yeah i mean i know you saw my pops talked about it i think he i think he wrote you on facebook probably or something like yeah. that uh or he might text you i don't yeah well, i talked to your dad recently yeah yeah but he he, he was definitely you know, like proud about it and like you know so I, i'm i'm definitely proud about what we were able to accomplish and you know it just launched just opened we're gonna have this running fry for a few months mm-hmm. Uh, so the buildup is going to still be steady and you're going to see us posting about it, talking about this a lot more. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the gist of it is you definitely need to go check it out if you have not checked it out already. I think it's something very unique and special. And I think it's something that you do not see presented in the way that we presented it on the Internet, really, definitely. anywhere. Um, and it's just dope. And, and again, if you want, you know, we are... If you want to help out, you want to help other artists, I think a great way to do that is if you purchase any of the uh, merchandise from the show, Mm -hmm. one that he's wearing right now, um, you get that shirt in that black or army. We're also selling prints. We're also selling prints. Mm -hmm. And you get one of these shirts too. The white tee. The artist shirt. So we are kind of given, you know, so we're giving a per- percentage of our proceeds to, like I said, some of these artists funds. So these artists really funds to help other other artists out there who are struggling during this, uh, you know, pandemic. So I think that's another really, really dope and important part of the show. So definitely go check that out. Um, we've been getting a lot of great responses so far from people and appreciate everybody that has taken time to check it out or to buy some some stuff for themselves. That is the print he's pointing out right now. You get one of those for your personal collection. Um, and yeah, like I think it's just the beginning. Um, I think the response that we've gotten has been so strong and good so far that definitely plan on doing a lot more of these with other artists. And yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what different ways, man. We so. can do with more artists and, and 
how it'll change, you know, because this is, this is the format that, you know, like the format will still be the same, but like, you know, the layout will be different, you know. The layout, the presentation yeah. is going to be different from person to person, so. you know, and everyone's going to be unique. So, I mean, but until then, like I said, definitely check out Black Files Matter. It's live now. It's showing now. Um, I think it's one of the best shows to view online mm-hmm. uh, of anything that's out there right now, including all these big exhibitions and museums. Trust me, I've seen them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, so, I don't want to toot my own horn, but to be honest, they could step their game up out here. <laughs> <laughs> they could definitely step their game up, you know, but if anybody bites us, I'm definitely taking them, you know, to... <laughs> to court for something you know what I'm saying like dog like you know what I'm saying but uh, yeah so definitely check that out um, there's a lot of stuff that we could have touched on but we're gonna be back you know some more stuff yep. uh, more more news more podcasts I have some more guests coming up on the show so stay tuned for that and uh, yeah and definitely stay tuned for our artist talk for one artist talk we will be announcing some point in the future very shortly yeah. come full on sit down follow our go socials, deep dive my social at artist d walker um at living life fearless and yeah dario's at i am d hunt so just yeah, follow her definitely follow uh live life fearless uh artist d walker follow those and you know stay up to date with everything we got going on but like i said we've been busy put out something crazy yeah. go check it out we got more crazy stuff coming. Um, so definitely follow us. Stay tuned. Again, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, we'll be back shortly. Uh, but as always, do what you You already know. Keep living life fearless. Till next time. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.